Now, the good news, as I see it, is that even with all the extra weight, we still managed to put old Mr. Ferrari exactly where we want him. Did we? Oh, yes. Expand. Sure, we hadn't... We haven't worked out how to corner yet. Or stay cool. Or stay on the ground. And a lot of stuff broke. In fact, the only thing that didn't break was the brakes. Hell, right now, we don't even know if our paint job will last a whole 24 hours. But our last lap, we clocked 218 miles an hour down the Mulsanne Strait. Now, in all his years of racing, old Enzo ain't never seen anything move that fast. And now he knows, without a doubt, we're faster than he is. And that's what he's thinking about. Well, he's sitting in Modena, Italy, right now. That man is scared to death that this year, you actually might be smart enough to start trusting me. So yeah, I'd say you got Ferrari exactly where you want him. You're welcome. heard about the new Channing Tatum movie? Channing Tatum movie. No. Have you heard about it? It's not a bit. Wait. This no, has got to be a bit. Yes, I have. <laughs> I have heard of this movie. You know what it's called? I, it's one I, word and it's an animal. Can, to prove that I've dog. heard it. Yes. No, that's what it's called. <laughs> it's called dog. It's called dog. <laughs> of course it is. How are we going to get people to watch a movie? Let's just call it dog. Dog. Boom. Everybody's there. I believe the tagline is something along the lines of like, Oh, an animal unfit for human companionship, dirty and alone, and a dog. It's like talking about Chain Tatum and the dog. Yeah, it's like oh, it's called see oh boy. dog. What does it say? What is the tagline actually? A filthy animal unfit for human company and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about Channing Tatum the whole time. The whole time, and we didn't know a filthy animal. <laughs> Merry Christmas. One of the best twists I've ever seen in a movie. They put it right on the poster. Welcome back to the Vega Boys Show. This is a movie podcast. Sometimes that uh, goes through different miniseries covering five-year-old films, franchises, finally actors. It's not meant to be taken seriously, seriously, and especially this miniseries that's called... Uh, Ford, Ford v. Bagel. Bagel Airy is what bagel I was thinking. Bagel v. Biscuit. Randy. <laughs> bagel v. Biscuit. Yeah. I love it. Oh. Well, I mean, of course I love it. That's what's been called the whole time. Right. It no, is. we... we yeah, I've we listened to all the episodes. It. Go back and listen to them. It's okay. the same name every single time. Yes, yes. it was. Bagel v. Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> this is a miniseries on the actor Matt Damon covering all of his movies. And by all of them, I mean a very small fraction. Somewhere between... 8 and 10. We haven't really decided yet in the 11th hour. <laughs> and this is Ford v. Ferrari, the James Mangold 2019 The way you said his Drama? name was, it sounded like James Mangold, the way you said it. So I just imagined him getting all mangled and beat up. Well, he did direct Logan before this, and that, <laughs> that directed Greatest Superior Showman movies. Yeah, Greatest Showman. Did he direct Greatest Showman? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I really? Up. Hmm. 
You can double check me, but Wes is fact checking. <laughs> well, I just if it's not that I don't believe you. It sounds very plausible. I just didn't know that was him. Randy, if you're wrong, uh, Wes will ask you to leave his house. Wait, come Uh-oh. on. Directed Logan. He directed the Wolverine. He directed Walk the Line. Yeah. He uh, wrote Oliver and Company. Ooh, that's cool. I think I knew that. <laughs> that's very bizarre. Vaguely familiar. I might be getting him mixed up with cinematography. Uh, we'll we'll see. Let's see who who actually did. We, we cover the Greatest Showman. Show eventually, we'll find out. Next time you're in the show, Randy, we can talk about it. Michael Gracie. Michael Gracie. He also directed. Nothing, really. <laughs> he directed Pink, the concert movie. Oh, oh. And he was a producer for Rocket Man. That. Uh, yeah, this was a November release, Ford v. Ferrari. This was a big Oscar push at the time. But before we start talking about Matt Damon and everything, let's just talk about the movie in general. When was the first time you guys all saw Ford v. Ferrari? The year it came out. <laughs> that makes it easy. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> but no, I have a good story about that, actually, because I was just given the title, and my brother-in-law, Ben, and father-in-law, Mike, were going to see it. They're like, you want to come with us? I'm like, sure. What, what's the movie called? Ford v. Ferrari? I'm like, okay, never heard of it, but we're going to go anyways. <laughs> as soon as I got in there, and the first scene hooked me from the start. Oh, yeah. that was so beautiful. I mean, you saw the Ferrari or the Ford? No, there's just the road. Oh, the, <laughs> the road. The car. You didn't even see the cars just yet. The road. Were you surprised when you saw the cars? Because you just I thought was like, it was going to be oh, about the road. This is about cars? <laughs> I didn't know that. It's cars four. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Mater's Great Escape. What? Tricked <laughs> <laughs> yeah. by James Mingle. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and then as soon as it ended, I called all of you guys. I was like, you got to watch this movie. So. When you called us, did you see it with us then? No, no, because what happened was I saw it. I was like, okay, I got to get all my brothers together, and we got to go watch this with Dad. Because right. It's, it's a dad movie. It is. Well, our the, dad movie. The dad sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't get to see it with you guys because of scheduling purposes. I had to go to work. But you, it was on your recommendation. Yes, yeah, right? so I was like, okay. Wes, you're getting this. confused with his twin brother, Danny. No, That's, they're your brothers. You need to learn how to tell them apart. Yeah, okay, so bad. can you so tell us twenty-one apart, years? Daniel? Huh? Who can is this? Right yes, here? I can. Okay. Who is this right here? It's Danny. We no, all know this. <laughs> Randy, welcome back to the show, and thank Good you for the suggestion for this movie because Absolutely. the first time I saw it was on your recommendation <laughs> with. Uh, Papa Morgan and uh, a few other brother Morgans. Brothers and of the show. <laughs> that Brothers of the show, friends of the show, fathers of the show. Uh, <laughs> and we went, again, not knowing much, but knowing, I like I was, you know, obviously the most into movies out of all of them, but Randy had seen it first and I was like, hey, this looks like it's got some Oscar buzz. I liked Logan a lot. And, you know, I'm a fan of anything Christian Bale or Matt Damon do. So I was like, this sounds like a recipe in heaven. And so we were looking for show times, and we couldn't find any, except for one theater in Plainfield, and the tickets were way expensive, but we're like, you know what? The schedule's lined up, so we're like, let's just do it. We have no idea why these tickets cost so much more. And so they're like, all right, t- theater three on your left. We walk down the hallway, we got our popcorn, we all sit down, and right away, there's like immediate of like this huge like Dolby. <laughs> <laughs> just stamped on the front entrance of the theater so we walk in the seats are super nice i'm like okay well 
what is this? Like, it sounds better. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, come on. Like, what is, what's, what's really going on? And so right, <laughs> right away from the trailers, they sounded a lot better. And I was like, this, this is, I think, going to be really, really good. This could lend itself well to a racing movie that's mm-hmm. all based on, you know, <laughs> the visuals and sounds in most sequences. And that, like you said, that first scene, you, you hear a little bit of narration and then the, engines just begin to roar and it was like like i'm strapped into like an amusement park ride like oh my we're going to the races you were like henry ford jr in this movie crying i was weeping at the sound of a roaring engine the movie haven't even started yet i wish i would be so proud of this you sing right next to you well that was the other thing was there were a few times when i think we had made comments back and forth to each other and I have no idea. For the life of me, I couldn't tell you what anyone said in that theater because mm. it's so, so <laughs> loud in certain parts. Uh, but yeah, it was great. I had a great time. I walked out of there giving it like five stars, 10 out of 10, wanted to see it again immediately. It was mm-hmm. just a, the perfect storm of timing, seeing it with people, and then getting that nice uh, Dolby experience right on top. Not a sponsor. You love Dolby. It's so, so nice. Much. Every time we try to go to a movie, I'm like dragging you like, Dolby. It's like, what? <laughs> well, I remember that because 2019, I don't know if you remember Wes, but there was a lot of really good movies that came out this year. 2019, yeah. It was the golden age of cinema. We it, all know this It really true. was. 2019 was <laughs> Didn't you guys here. do an episode like the top 10 of 2019? <laughs> we sure did, Randy. <laughs> we did do one of those. We asked Randy to share episodes <laughs> to enter into the contest, and he just texted us the episode. So I don't have social media. So still <laughs> what was that's, that's to a perfect segue not to cut you off, Daniel. We do have two giveaways going on right now. Do and it? Like, like Daniel kind of mentioned jokingly, uh, if you share any episode of The Bagel Boys Show on social any episode do not text it to us social media on any platform you are entered in to win a copy of either ford v ferrari the movie we're talking about today or spider-man far from home uh leading up to the new spider-man movie Mm -hmm. coming out in december which we will be talking about on the show very exciting times very exciting movies it'd be very exciting to me to open up uh our little fan page and see that the episodes have been shared but if not that's fine we've already got like three people in here so it's not a crowded pool right now but if you want either of those movies or a chance at them be our guest yes a la lumiere from being the beast um quick question do we accept reddit and tumblr as social media shares i guess so okay all right just curious, homie pigeons. I don't think we have homie a page sure. on those websites. So. <laughs> Mail and letter. It's fine. Just curious. Uh, twenty nineteen, the golden age of cinema. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing the trailer for this, and being like, "Oh yeah, it looks pretty good." But it's certainly a dad movie, and I'm not really into cars, so. But you know, it still looks good. I want to give it a shot. Then Wes texts me that he goes to see this Dolby experience and blew his pants <laughs> off, and he was flying around the theater, and, and then he gave it five stars, and I was like, "Jeepers." <laughs> I guess it's that good. So I watched it at home. I didn't go to the theaters. Because <laughs> oh, no one else wanted to see it with me. So I'm not going to go to the theater by myself. I am against going to the theaters by myself. <laughs> morally opposed. So I watched it at home on my couch. And I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. It, it, I was not as high on it as you are. But no. I, I had a good time. Yeah. They took the American dream for a ride. That's the tagline of the movie. <laughs> oh, did they now? I think they did. <laughs> I think that's what the movie's trying to do, too. Yeah. The whole point of the miniseries is to revolve around Matt Damon as much as possible. And I feel like in some episodes recently, we've kind of 
not really sidestepped him, but it's been difficult to talk about him because he's been, you know, either uh, a lead that was confusing in a very muddled movie or maybe in a star in, you know, a, a star field of skies with the northern lights a la The Departed. And it's just hard to pick him out. This movie, he's very much just co-lead and I don't want to say number two, like they're definitely co-leads, but it's Christian Bale's movie, and I like seeing Matt Damon as like a very strong supporting character, and that's not anything wrong. Do you think like it's Christian Bale's movie. Yeah, like he was nominated huh. for Best Actor and stuff. He's like the main character, even though we are introduced to Matt Damon's character first. Mm-hmm. They share a lot of screen time, but I feel like the movie eventually switches from, hey, uh, you know, Shelby is cool. Uh, Carol Shelby, that's who Matt Damon plays. Christian Bale plays Ken Miles, the racer. And it switches from, okay, Carol Shelby kind of introduced us into this world and to this character, and now Christian Bale's going to, you know, take the keys, so to speak, and drive off with the rest of the movie. And crash. And die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> spoiler alert. We're talking about spoilers. We're talking about spoilers yeah. every episode. You really <laughs> give a little warning before you no. just say it. <laughs> it came out two years ago. I was going to say, that the movie doesn't really give you much warning either. It <laughs> is kind based of, on a true story. It too, is, so I yeah. I do remember the first time seeing that, though. I was like, oh, this is a nice movie. And I got up to, you know, go to the kitchen because I thought it was over. It's like, oh, there's more to it. And then he dies. I was like, what? <laughs> Thanks for the warning, Wes. I, well, yeah. Because I got all teary-eyed in that part. Man, it got, got me. Yeah. Man, his son was so sad. Poor Pete. Poor Pete. Randy, so what do you what do you think about Matt Damon in this movie? We don't have to go right into performances, but just in general, what were your thoughts afterwards? Because how many times have you seen this? <laughs> I'm a total of four now. I've seen it three times this Ooh. year alone. <laughs> this year? We're, yeah. Like in preparation for this or just because you wanted to? So the first time I watched it this year, I texted you and I was like, wait, are you doing this movie for Bagel Series? I'm like, I'd like to do that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then... I watched it again come August, and then one, just yesterday. Wow. <laughs> Biggest so you're, fan. You're ready to go, then. <laughs> I am ready to Recite go. Recite the movie for us. But for Matt Damon, though, I I felt like he was the lead. Mm-hmm. I didn't think... I mean, Christian Bale comes in, and he kind of takes it, sort of. Like You get spotlight scenes of just him. Mm-hmm. But from... The beginning, you're introduced to Carol Shelby, and then at the end, you end with Carol Shelby. And yeah. the way it starts and the way it ends is beautifully mirrored mm. perfectly, and I really enjoyed that. But for me, I thought it was mostly a story about Carol Shelby with a side plot of Christian Bale. I don't. I probably am dis- wrong. No, but... no, no. I don't think there's <laughs> fight, a, there's fight, any way fight, to be fight. wrong about this at all because you're. You're, everything you said is correct. It, it begins and ends with Matt Damon's character. And for the sake of the miniseries, I'm all up on that. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, it seems like, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing either, that eventually there's this, the part of the movie, especially during the race sequences and, and whatnot, that, and the emotional buildup to his eventual death, that it feels like the Ken Miles, Christian Bale's character is like, given the the top billing, if you will, yeah, above Matt Yeah, I get Damon. that. Like, he's definitely there for to get you emotionally just mm-hmm. hooked in the movie. Right. He's the, yeah. He needs that attention to get that emotional reaction at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And again, that's not a bad thing to say. I uh, think you're both wrong. This is John Bernthal's movie. Man, John we, we are all blessed <laughs> again. We need to, okay. At this point, I think it's safe that he's not entered maybe the 30% that J.K. Simmons allots to <laughs> yeah, movie. 20%? I think? I think we need to give him at least 15, maybe 15, 20. 15%? Right. 18. The, 17 18. and a half. Okay. We'll split the difference and go 19. And yeah. <laughs> Okay, so a firm 22% boost for John Bernthal. Anytime he shows up in the movie, we'll go back and correct our bagel scores accordingly in all the movies he's been in. So I think that puts Sicario at a 10. Oh, man. <laughs> he's not playing a douchebag either. No. He's, he's likable. He's one of likable suits likeable. in the movie. Yeah, 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 100%. Very cool. Um, I have to say, mm-hmm. I think it's, for me, I think it was more of, Christian Bale's movie because I think he's better in this movie than Matt Damon. Really? But I have to say to get it out there, I watched it a second time last night in preparation for the show. Was not as stoked about it as the first time I saw it. Interesting. It was kind of hard for me to get into. And what are you doing here? I don't know. What am I doing here? You know what? <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> we can have negative opinions. No, no, Randy. it's not even a negative opinion. I would say like this, this is a wrong really opinion. That's movie. what it is. <laughs> this is a really good movie. And technically, it's like, yeah, chef's kiss. You know, sound design, the race scene is mm-hmm. almost as good as the pod racing scene. Just kidding. Oh, um, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better than the pod racing scene. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but no, I think just. Uh, I think maybe I'm not the right target audience for this movie because I'm not. It, it's so definitely a car movie. You're but the fault here, not the movie. Your fault. <laughs> it is my fault. I don't like this movie as much as you guys. I, I get what you're saying. That's a very particular type of movie. Yeah. And not to like, this isn't like some spoiler. I think unless my mind gets changed along the way in this episode, this is very much a what's the mood because of the runtime and the source yes. material but not in like a bad way it's a what's the mood for like a hey i i watched this movie last year before we even knew we were going to do matt damon and i wanted to watch it in the summer and for some reason i was like not yet and i waited yes. till like it was that sweet sweet period in between thanksgiving and christmas and i watched it and i was like yeah it's still amazing <laughs> I, yeah. still it. I don't know why but like it has nothing to, like this is not a Christmas movie. This this just I don't know. There's something about I was wondering if they were seen up, I you know. Or something. <laughs> they all give each other presents. It's Everybody gets them with their cars. <laughs> uh, let's jump into the Damon documents though. This is chronologically Matt Damon's career and all the movies we've missed, unfortunately, for one reason or another. But we don't want to be negligent about his career here. So we just talked about we bought a bagel. Uh, aka Bagel Bought a Zoo, <laughs> aka We Bagel a Zoo, uh, <laughs> that, the miniseries. <laughs> After that, it was The Born Legacy, which he's not in. He's just, he's credited because he has like some footage they used from the Born movies. I don't remember that at all. The Born Legacy? No, I mean the, the Bad Demon scene. I, it's not even scenes. It's just like, oh, remember Jason Bourne? Yeah, he's not in this movie, even though it's called The Bourne Legacy. <laughs> After that, we've got one of the other casualties of the miniseries called Promised Land. I think it's still on Netflix. It's this yeah. interesting kind of... I forgot about that movie. I don't want to call it political drama. It's like a small town drama with John Krasinski and Matt Damon. About... 
Interesting. Corporations and I think climate control the, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, so that was that one's pretty good. Check that one out. <laughs> yeah, I think people are rushing out to watch it. Now. <laughs> Elysium, another casualty <laughs> of scheduling. I really wanted to talk the about Neil Elysium. Blomkamp movie. Yeah, I have not seen that one. But he's man, bald. He is bald. Look. He's a bald boy. He's a bald boy. Look at him, Randy. Look at bald Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at him. Like, this was his Vin it. Diesel stage. <laughs> We've got another dad movie in half called The Monuments Men. Oh, God. I think that one is directed by George Clooney. That has a it? lot of characters in it. Yeah. <laughs> that is a rough movie. You don't like the movie? I'm not high on The Monuments Men. Oh, good thing we're not talking about it then. <laughs> it's got John Goodman in it, though. It does have John. He's a good man. Yes. That's that's like a 40% <laughs> yeah. right there. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then after that, we've got Interstellar, which he cameos in for a little bit, like a good 30 minutes or so. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I almost convinced you to talk about it. Yeah. It was hard because he is such a small character. So we wanted to. But he does such a good job. He does do such a good job, but... That's a, that's a dare I say, that's a bagel born performance from Matt Damon, where yes. he kind of plays a loser, and you show yes. up and you're like, what's Matt Damon doing in this movie? And you're happy to see him, and then mm-hmm. you are immediately upset that he's there. Oh, a bagel born yeah. performance in a Baker's Dozen movie. Thank you. Uh, the Martian, <laughs> you. another space movie with Matt Damon, where that one, it felt, it felt kind of bad when we decided to do this miniseries, because that's like solely his movie. 100%. And we talked about it on the show already. And I don't really remember a lot of our takes other than it was pretty good. And oh, that yeah. Was, yeah. You guys like, liked it. Yeah, I really listened it. to it, actually. It's really? Good. Did Thank you really? You, I enjoyed what that episode. Do without you, Randy? <laughs> what did I say? Uh, well, you guys went to watch Treasure, National Treasure, and then you guys went to watch The Terminal. That was That's it. right. <laughs> the bits in the show yeah. where the we terminal. stopped the episodes to go watch two movies. I forget what I say immediately on leaving Wes's house every week. <laughs> <laughs> After that, we have Jason Bourne, <laughs> the Bourne movie where it's <laughs> his name in the title. Starring Jeremy Renner in that one, or no, is this Matt Damon? This is part? Matt Damon. Uh, then we have The Great Wall. We don't talk about that. There's Starring Jeremy Renner, or is that Matt Damon? <laughs> Still Matt Damon. <laughs> Suburbicon. This is a long gap. I just realized how many more movies we got to get through. Okay, Suburbicon, which I think is a Coen Brothers movie, or Coen produced. Yeah, it's a Coen produced movie, George Clooney movie, I think. Something like that. Uh, and then Downsizing, one of the last ones that, so sorry, <laughs> as it sails away <laughs> into the horizon. Uh, we wanted to talk about it, but we couldn't. Thor Ragnarok, he's we? in... Uh, wait, yeah, hold on. We, all, we, wanted, we all wanted to talk about no. downsizing. Yes, we did. <laughs> no, Daniel we. called me and he's like, we need to start a movie <laughs> podcast. And I'm like, great, what's it called? He's like, I have no idea, but I just really want to talk about downsizing. And here we are with the golden opportunity and we squandered it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Daniel. Yeah. All your hopes are downsized. Don't worry. We'll, we'll catch it on five-year-old films next year. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right off... Right... Right after the boss baby. Oh, oh yes. I'm, I'm looking oh. forward to that. That's going to be good. Thor Ragnarok. Matt Damon's in it for three seconds. Uh, Did you clock that? Uh, it's probably more like 30 seconds, but who's counting? Uh, Deadpool 2, which he is in for three seconds. Yes. <laughs> yes. He plays a redneck. Uh, the Christmas cut of Deadpool 2 called Once Upon a Deadpool which is like the PG-13 version. And then Ford v. Ferrari. Here, we got there. Thank we made it. Thank goodness. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm going to go home and take a nap. <laughs> Let's jump into the Rotten Tomatoes game. 
because Ooh, now that we've kind of chronologically gone through Damon's career, the gauntlet has to be thrown down Ooh. for this. I am not going to look this up. Does anybody here oh. know the Rotten Tomatoes score? No. no. We are going to have a, a three-way. What? <laughs> we will read the consensus no. afterwards. I am going to say that... You know, all of us here are experts. This is a fresh movie. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor. So you it's don't fresh. know. Huh? Do you know if it's fresh? I'm I'm You're putting guessing. I'm putting my house on the line, okay? It's a fresh movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm unless getting it, a new house. Unless it <laughs> got review bombed to hell and back. It's still <laughs> it fresh. 59%. <laughs> Is that your guess? <laughs> no, it's not uh, my yeah. guess. That's Daniel's guess, Wes. 89% of my oh, guess. Okay, okay. Well, 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 we got, we got, okay, so for critics, you're saying 89. <laughs> mm-hmm. What, uh, we will go around the room, so Daniel's saying 89% for critics. Randy, what do you have? 94. That's the number that stuck out to me. I'm going to go right in between. I'm going to say 92. Okay, mm-hmm. so 89, 94, 92. I'll start to okay. give you guys the advantage for audience percentage. I think it's fresh as well. I think it's like right, right there. And I think they might like it more. I might be shooting myself in the foot, but I think it's a 93 for audiences. And if he's wrong, his house is on the line. That's Whoa, right. Hold on. <laughs> I would say, but that's just for fresh. <laughs> that wasn't for me being right. 90%. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Well, okay. I'll go with. I'll do you one better. I'll do eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay. So everybody, remember all those okay. numbers. Are just I got my scores. Locked Here in. we go. Ford v Ferrari entering it into the search engine. Ford Transit two thousand three. What <laughs> yes. movie is that? Let's watch that. Peter Ford, a little prince. Hmm. What are you doing? I, I just typed <laughs> Ford in, and these are the movies that came up before Ford v Ferrari. Oh my god. We were all wrong. Except for, wait. No, you were right. right. <laughs> You're right. I keep my house. Yay. <laughs> I'm happy for you. You need a house. Okay, so for the critic consensus, yes. Ford v. Ferrari delivers all the polished auto action audiences will expect and balances it with enough gripping human drama to satisfy non racing enthusiasts. Love it. I think that's I agree. pretty accurate. Yep. Yeah. It is a 92% for the critics' scores. Look at you. That's what you said exactly. That is what I said. Look at me go. (laughs) It is a 98% for the audience score. Holy So I was right in thinking they liked it more, but not, I didn't, that's, that's high praise. That's a lot of people. And that, that's over 10,000. That's a whole lot of dads. ratings. That's a lot of dads. (laughs) Logging on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I like this picture. I needed some way to put into a review aggregate website to log it. Son, log me into that run tomatoes. That's my dad. 98, 98. Is this the <laughs> highest rated movie we've talked uh, about? I, it's up there. It's up there. Like, I'm just no, talking about. No, with, I uh, think Spider-Verse is like, it's higher. Wasn't that like it? 100%? I don't know. We could look it up, but we're not going to. <laughs> we're not going to do that. I don't know what we bet. The gauntlet was thrown. Everybody just needs to know that I was right. Wes is not homeless. That's what matters. <laughs> Amen. Let's talk about this Matt stack really quick. Matt's performance in the movie, rating the actor and how well he did based on all these other movies we've seen and that we've talked about with him in it. Mm-hmm. So, from the bottom, if he's really awful 
and a catastrophe. He's a catastrophe. After that, he's Mun Damon. If you're bored out of your mind watching him, right in the middle, you've got Dad Damon. He could be good dad. He could be a bad dad. He could just be a dad's dad. <laughs> a grandpa. A grandpa Damon. <laughs> Then we have Matt Nificent, if we're really, really positive on his performance. And if his performance leaves nothing to be desired, and he's the pinnacle of acting everywhere, it is known that it is the Bagel Born Award on the show. Which he's gotten twice now, right? Yeah. Goodwill Hunting yeah. Departed? Yep. Yeah. Okay, twice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Where, Randy, where would you, you start us in? off? Yeah. No, I have to start. <laughs> would you like to? When you do. You want me to start? Yeah, you start. I'm giving a solid dad Damon. Dad Damon and the dad movie. Solid dad Damon. I figured that. It, that's not, and I don't even mean that. It's not in a negative sense at all. It's just, no. I don't think that he's doing, especially the other movies we've covered, I know what he's capable of. Yeah. I feel like this is just very solid. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. And that fits this movie. I'm not going to turn on Ford and v Ferrari to see like a Goodwill Hunting yes. level, you know. But, uh, He's chewing a lot of gum in this movie. I want to know what his gum budget was. <laughs> was he snacking? Was he snacking? hundred percent was he snacking. But no, I think he fits the tone of this movie very well, though. And uh, he's a dad. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. Randy? Is it pronounced Matastic? Or... Magnificent. Magnificent. I'm sorry. Magnificent. We could add another level. Is that above Magnificent? Sure. Oh, I mean, I was, I'm knocking on the door of Bagelborn. So really? that's do it to me. Plug in that Bagelborn, Randy. I'll plug it in. Sure. I just <laughs> Bagelborn. Let's go. I love him in this you movie. Just talked him up. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think his performance is flawless because it's most of those tiny little things that you see in one scene that he keeps up consistently. Mm-hmm. And like to me, he he he. Reciprocates Christian Bale very well in that he disappears inside his role mm-hmm. as Carol Shelby, and so he's Bagel got Born. a lot more charm than it, like they play off each other really well, like peanut butter and jelly. They yes. just yes. you get like the <laughs> yes. the raw, just like gruffy kind of mechanic racer. And mm-hmm. although Carol Shelby was once upon a time a racer, we open the movie and see his struggles with that and how he had to give up on that side of his dream, but it's very much still his passion. And so those are the points in the movie where he's given more to do. And I feel like you're both correct at the same time because <laughs> I like I really don't know. I was watching this movie and I'm like, is this a Bagelborn? Is this a Dad Damon? Is it somewhere in between? I feel like lazy to give it magnificent because if he he's given more to do at certain points, but the emotional like crux of the movie is all just baked into a pie known as Christian Bale. And that's where you're going to, like you said, you get teary-eyed. You're not really getting teary-eyed at anything Matt Damon is doing, but that's not his fault. He's not really doing anything that's like he doesn't have a son, he doesn't have a wife. He's there to move the plot along, but he doesn't do that in a boring way at all either. Everything he does is like, hey, he feels like a guy who used to be a racer, who's very passionate about the craft, who wants to change the way things are done. Get a little hint of money ball in there. Just a little yes. bit. Just a little yes. bit. A little bit. <laughs> There's no stats in this movie, but it's it's there. Okay, so I gotta love that. I can sniff so that good. out anywhere. Even when it's not there, I smell money ball. Okay. Money versus ball. <laughs> money versus ball. <laughs> and so, watch, watching it, I've seen the movie a few times, and every time where Christian's Bale 
Or Christian Spale. Christian Spale. <laughs> His performance kind of grows on me a bit more every time. Mm-hmm. This yeah. one stays like almost the exact same, where he doesn't disappoint me, but he doesn't excite me more. Because he, like you said, he's very solid, but he's also really good. He's not taking the spotlight away from right. Christian Bale at all. The movie doesn't want him to. He's exactly what the movie needs. So exactly. it's like, does that mean it's perfect? Does yes, that, it does. Does that mean like he could be doing more? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to take the cop out here and just oh, come pick on. on the new one that Randy created, Matt Tastic, perfect. which is somewhere between it. all of them. <laughs> I love it. It's positive. It's just, uh, does the mo- this is something where I look at it. We talked about this a lot back on the Pitt list last year, where if it was somebody else in the role of Brad Pitt, this time somebody else in Matt Damon's role, would the movie be better or worse? I think we'd lock him in, just keep him there. Both Bale and Damon, if you take them out, for some reason they work really, really well together. Mm-hmm. If you told me before the movie, like, hey... They're just going to be an A movie together without any context. I'd be like, those two guys? I don't know. They have very two different styles. And at the time, Christian Bale was doing like Vice and stuff like that. Yeah. Matt Damon's, you know, cameoing and Thor the or <laughs> Thor Ragnarok and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, can they do well together? Like Jason Bourne and Batman, does it work? It works. They it work works really, well really well together. So a lot of the scenes that are my favorite or when they're playing off each other, especially in the race sequences, even though they're not physically together, with him calling out orders over the, uh, like, and during, like, the pit stops and stuff, or mm-hmm. when he holds up the sign and he says, like, drive like hell, all that kind of stuff works really well for me, and still works well all these years later, I'd say, as it's, it hasn't been that long. I've just seen this movie a handful of so times. So long ago. 2019 feels like, Ages ago, it really does. Sure does. I have a fun fact. Yeah. During uh, development, before the casting was decided, there were two other guys decided for these roles. And you just brought up a good point. The title of the movie was going to be "Go Like Hell." Oh. Seven seven thousand RPM. Go like hell. I'm glad it's Ford v Ferrari. Wait, 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 wait. So, do we know who those other actors were? Yeah, Wes just named one of them. George Clooney? No. <laughs> Wait, what other actor was it? Jeremy talking? Renner? No. <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Coming soon to Disney Plus. Um, uh, well, who? You why guys? Am I, why oh, am I oh, an John idiot? Goodman. You guys? Just, <laughs> was he driving a car? John your, Krasinski. Your last actor series. Brad Pitt. Oh, Brad Pitt. He was okay. Thought, Brad Pitt and one other guy who you okay, guys talk which about. Role which was one Brad would he Pitt play? In the Damon role. I wasn't given He's which role. Oh, yeah. I was given the two characters, but I kind of figured out which one based is on the other because actor. Someone British. we know. You guys talk about him every is single he... episode. J.K. Simmons. No. <laughs> He's in the car. He's is the other guy British? No, no, he's not. Okay. Mm. Every uh, who do you I talk couldn't. About? Tom this, Cruise? Yes. No way. I kind of. I take it all back. I lied. Better movie. I want to see it. I want to see it so bad. Show me this movie. <laughs> okay, maybe not as good of a movie, but man, I like to think that in the race scenes, Tom Cruise is just on foot passing them by, <laughs> Brad, running like this. Brad Pitt's just got a just a bucket full of sunflower seeds, and he's just eating them all. Up. He does nothing. Um, he's like, we just gotta let this man run. <laughs> that would be very cool. And it's called Go Like Hell. Yeah, right here you can see it. That's Fun fact. Weird. 
That's a perfect movie. <laughs> Go like hell, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. And Tom Cruise, the reason why they didn't give him the role is because he was going to do all of his own stunts, including True. dying. That's <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> They said, no, you can't kill yourself. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Tom Cruise, he'd find a way to just come back. He would. Love that man. Um, so, for those of you who don't know what the movie is about, it's about the real-life event. This is a biopic of the 24 Hours at Lamont in 1966, correct? 66, yes. yeah. And so... Like we said, Miles, Ken Miles is the driver, played by Christian Bale. Carol Shelby is the one who kind of starts out this mission to get Ford to build a race car at the request of, of Ford Jr. to face off against Ferrari at this Le Mans. And this isn't like a normal race where you have a predetermined amount of laps you have to run and then there's a winner. This is 24 hours. How many laps can you and your teammate do uh, with the whole, you know, I don't know how long the track is, but it's a very much like a Grand Prix kind of big old French racetrack. And so... Wee oui, wee. Oui. Thank you, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the context of the movie. It's a very endurance-driven race. You've got Carol Shelby trying to fix up this car and find a way to get this to work and this realize the stream as a former racer. And so he pegs Ken Miles as a racer. You have the whole movie... It's a long movie. It spans years of time in the development of this car and of this race and their successes and failures along the way. And it climaxes with the big race with Ken Miles behind the driver's seat Mm -hmm. and Carol Shelby cheering him on and trying to lead him to victory. And the lines between Ford v. Ferrari as the movie goes along sort of get muddled. And the message of the movie isn't as what you would think it is on the poster. And that's mm-hmm. something that I, that surprised me. And that's why I'm pretty positive on the movie as a whole, because you're not just getting, Oh yeah, I'm Ford forever. And oh, I hate Ferrari. Like they can go to hell. Uh, title of this movie. And <laughs> so with, with that being said, there's a lot of other notable people throughout the film and supporting distracting now, as we can talk about that for this biopic. One of the ones that jumped out to me right away, and we'd mentioned him already, you know him, you love him. He's not in the movie a whole lot, but it's John Bernthal mm-hmm. as Lee LaCocca. Iacocca. Right? I, I LaCocca. Iacocca. Oh, oh, Lee Iacocca. Lee Iacocca. Ah, okay. My bad. <laughs> I love Lee LaCocca. So, yes. <laughs> That's it. He is one of the most They suave. have some funny names. Yeah, they do. Like Leo BB. Yeah. BB. BB. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about John Burns. <laughs> Sorry. What's we'll his name? You. John Bernthal. The character? Lee Iacocca. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's see if we say it one more time. He is a very suave businessman. He's the most positive businessman in this movie who just wants to get this. He wants to kind of connect the dots between Carol Shelby and Ford Jr. at first. And so that he comes to him with the idea and he's just great right out the gate. He feels like just a character painted on a canvas for this movie specifically. And the more I watch him, the more I'm like, he can't do anything wrong. He can play high school teacher. He can play the Punisher. He can play a corporate suit who's very charming for Ford. Mm-hmm. He can show up in your favorite movie, Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite movie. When you say favorite yeah. like that, you make it sound like it's the best of all time. I know your favorite movie, though. Yeah. 
You it's the born legacy <laughs> starring oh, yeah. Jeremy Renner of Hawkeye. <laughs> Which, do you guys have any takes? Of burnt I love Come on. I, I honestly, <laughs> I honestly don't. <laughs> I think I think you kind of just said it perfectly. Yeah. Oh, I think he's great in this. I kind of wish he was in it more. Mm-hmm. He kind of disappeared. He's only in it for the first twenty-five minutes or so. Yeah. Um. I like how he's no, he's not in the first he, twenty. Well, he he's there throughout later. all of it. Yeah. He just doesn't have any big speaking roles, but yeah. he comes up with that. Yeah, idea but I just mean he's not like a character you're really focusing. He doesn't on. disappear, I, Daniel. Just watch the screen; you'll see him there in I frame. Didn't see him. <laughs> My eyes are crossed. For everyone listening, the Daniel does not watch the movies. He's just going in blindly. <laughs> going in blindly. Story of my life. Uh, Randy, what do you think about Mr. Bernthal? I love John Bernthal in this one. He really does a great job at just being a suave businessman, but not just a... I like how he has that humanity inside of him still that um, he doesn't pick a side. He like he wants both sides to be happy, so he has that mediator, peacemaker type of... Yeah. Wanting to get the big corporation to work with the small guy and the small guy to work with the big corporation, just balancing that. And you can mm-hmm. see how he kind of... At those little tiny moments where like uh, Matt Damon says something as Kyo, like Kyo Shelby says something to yeah. Henry Ford Jr. and he's just in the background like sweating. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> like, you can't oh. say that. Like, can't you say can't that do that. <laughs> yeah, so thumbs up on John Bernthal. Absolutely. We've got Molly Miles, wife of Ken Miles. She's not in the movie a whole lot, but again, like, don't. She's great. Yeah, she's great. She's I'm great. a big fan of hers. I like it. I love that scene where she's making Ken all nervous in the car. Oh, oh my word, yes. That scene is awesome. Great scene. I like how they're flirting in the beginning, you oh, know. Yeah. She cute. comes in, he's like, oh, I like a girl that likes cars. <laughs> and they're like, mm, mm, and they're making out and stuff. Wait, what? what? No, no. Well, all right. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> no, she's great, though. They, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, so I apologize in advance, but it, I think it's Catriona Balfe, maybe? Balfe, right? Sounds yeah. good to me. Sure. I think she's coming out with another movie relatively soon, but she was also in Super 8, and Now You See Me, and I don't remember her in either of those movies. But she's definitely more noticeable in this one because this doesn't do like the bad trope of... Like, it's the 60s, so they could easily just make her, like, the stereotypical wife character. But I like that she handles uh, Miles and Shelby's relationship really well, where they're mm-hmm. just kind of, like, kids trying to play with their big toy car. And she's kind of there trying to talk with them during their more emotional moments, especially the scene. This movie is just compiled of, like, good scene after good scene after good scene after good scene. And there are yes. some negatives with that. But for the most part, like everything, if you watch it, like in a bottle, is fantastic. One of the best scenes from her is when they go on, like I said, there's a, a quite a bit of a time jump in this movie where they're going to Le Mans for the first time, but they don't pick Ken Miles as the driver. And he's basically at the garage listening to it from the other side of the country right. and listening to them lose. And she comes in and they have like this little picnic in the garage and she listens to him and she gives him some very, very wise advice and wise takes on the whole situation and what he means to her and what she means to him and what their family is and how, how things really are outside of this one Le Mans event. Because at the end of the movie, that's really what it's all about. It's not really about the winning or the losing. It's about the race 
of life, which is the very fun they had along the, the way. fun they had along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Anyways, about family. <laughs> Josh Lucas plays Leo Beebe. I love Leo Josh Lucas because like he plays such a. I hate him. He's and everything such a he's scumbag. Yes. He's such a he's such a raccoon just in a trash can. <laughs> you really? expect him to be there, and he's just <laughs> eating trash. And you're like, ah, what are you doing in my trash can, you little dumpster panda? Like, but you love him. He plays that role he so does. well. He's such I a douche. I always think of Sweet Home Alabama. Have you guys seen that movie where he plays the husband? No, no, no. that's a song. Okay, well, yeah, it is. They a made song. a movie off the song. I don't know if you knew this. But they try to make him like this romantic lead with Reese Witherspoon, and you're supposed to really sympathize with him and like him. No. <laughs> no, not me. Sitting in the theater like, screw this guy. Josh Lucas. But he plays it well. He's in The Lincoln Lawyer, too. Oh, you love that movie. <laughs> no. And <laughs> Ang Lee's Hulk from 2003. <laughs> I didn't know he was in that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Leo Beebe. He's like the right-hand man, the court jester of Ford, if you will. And he just wants to make life a living hell. He represents everything that's wrong with the corporation as a whole. And yeah. sometimes that becomes like very much a uh, like caricature in a way where it's the messages become not so subtle about mm-hmm. corporations versus the little guy. But still, it makes it a lot easier and more digestible as the movie goes along to just really hate on him as a person but also realize that he has a lot of people backing up his ideas at ford and so that's the part of the movie like i mentioned earlier that really started to win me over because yeah you would love to think that it's just this one guy it's not like everybody at ford wants to promote the ford brand and they want to make ford be the winner and they don't really care about anything else and so as the movie is coming to a close and the race is successful for Ford. They don't really care that they're kind of giving the big finger to Ken Miles and not letting him take home the trophy, essentially. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Josh Lucas embodies that in every sort of way. What do you think about him, Randy? Yeah, I hate the man, but he did a good job <laughs> acting. You love to hate him. <laughs> well, mostly just hate him. <laughs> but you hate to hate him. I get you can't really get around that with a corporation. You know, it's not just one guy in the end. It's mm-hmm. the whole corporation's messed up. But in a movie, you kind of got to make it one guy. And yeah. He does a good job. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Noah Jupe plays the son of Ken and Molly. He plays Peter Miles. Peter. He's also the star of Quiet Place Part 1 and 2. Yeah. This kid's going places, I mm-hmm. feel like. Because this movie... He gets to do a lot of the token, hey, he's the kid acting, asking the kind of bright-eyed questions to his dad. Mm -hmm. And while that's kind of, you know, tired and done a million times, he's still doing that really well. And because he gets to act alongside Christian Bale, a lot of the focus is on Bale, and Bale's doing a a phenomenal job. So Mm -hmm. this movie just kind of is a nice little slip to add into this kid's resume because he's already done so many great things. And I'm just waiting for him to, I don't know, become a, a superstar in his own right because it, it, the clock's ticking. It's going to happen eventually. He is British, but he can do an American accent really well in the Quiet Place movies. And he's just a, a nice addition to this already really stacked cast. Have you seen Honey Boy? The That's Sheila, <laughs> Sheila Buff movie? The, I think he's in pro- it. I think it's pronounced LaBeef, Daniel. Oh, yes, uh, Shire LaBeef. Anyway, he's really good in that movie. Yeah. Does That's... he play Shia, like young Shia? Yeah, he plays like the fictional version of young Shia. Okay. 
Very cool good. To check that uh, out. Yeah, that's what Cass did out today. He's great. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of his. Um, pulling up his picture, he's kind of a smug looking kid in this picture. But <laughs> yeah. That's right. Why are you judging the kid's picture <laughs> now? I take it back. <laughs> I mean, you'd be a little smug too if you got like that young and working with Matt Damon and Christian Bale. I have worked with You'd them be both. proud of that. They've been on the show. Oh, good for you. <laughs> the episode hasn't come out yet. Tracy Letts as Henry Ford Jr., Henry Ford II, whatever you want to call him. He, for me, weirdly, is the one part of the movie I'm kind of thumbs down on. What? Why? Okay, but hear me. You don't want to disagree with Randy. (laughs) He's not bad, and he the movies gives him a good amount of stuff to do. It's just it just seems like he is very like trying to play the Ford icon instead of play an actual. That's what Henry Ford the second is. I know, I know that's what he is. But here he does. Everyone else feels like almost close to a real human character where he could reach out and like shake their hand. You know what I mean? Where this guy, it feels like I don't dislike the movie, Randy. <laughs> no, you don't. You're, you're looking at me like I'm a, like I'm just kicked your dog. You're in the so face. close, but you're so far away. Is the problem? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> let me finish this, and then you go on and tell me why you love Henry for the second. I think that he is trying just a little bit too hard, and I I can see him. I can see him trying too hard, whereas everyone else in the movie. It's just, it gives, it feels natural. And so, I know he's trying to play someone who is Henry Ford II, you know, this big Ford name and everything like that. But every scene I see him in most of the time, not all of them, it doesn't take me out of the movie. If I focus in on him, I'm like, that's a guy trying to play Henry Ford II. When I look at Christian Bale, I see Ken Miles. I see Carol Shelby and Matt yes. Damon. Randy, That's perfect. Okay, why are you so taking okay, about look, this? Look, look, this? Look, This is what you're this fighting is, me on? No, no, there's a lot of little details. I will okay, fight go, go everyone ahead. in this you room. You have over. a big notebook. You actually have a book in front of you called Four Feet Ferrari. This and it's is bigger yes. than Dune. This the first page is my quote and quotables. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I'm Potent here. quotables. Quote go ahead on the, on the, quotables, the Ford yes. take, so. All right, but Tracy Letts as Henry Ford II. You basically said it. He's acting as Henry Ford II who is trying to be Henry Ford. In the entire movie, he, Henry Ford, the character, is yeah. trying to be his dad. His dad. Yeah. That's why you see him trying every single thing. He's trying. The only time that you don't see him trying is when he drops down and he's crying. In the car. In the car, yeah. Like well, I thought that was because he was scared and he soiled himself. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the entire thing. But, okay, I did. Take Christian Bale, for instance. Yeah. Yes, he disappears into his role and he does a perfect job. But mm-hmm. Ken Miles is confident in who he is, the yeah. character of Ken Miles. Mm-hmm. Henry Ford II, he's not confident in who he is. He wants to be Henry Ford. That's why the insult of you are not Henry Ford, you are Henry Ford II hurts him so much. And that's what drives him to make the racing, like to actually go into the racing program. See? Am I wrong? Uh, you're not wrong. Okay. No, that's a pretty good Thumbs take. up for me. Okay, that's fair. I've never seen somebody so passionate shit. about any performance. This, I'm surprised that this is the one. This is not just this performance. It's everything about the movie I'm, I'm passionate about. I'm wondering if I go back and say, hey, you know what? That Noah Jupe kid, thumbs down. <laughs> like, would you have, trash. Would you right. have a fully form? Do you have a page on Noah? Uh... No. Okay. <laughs> no well, let's... I thought he was good, so that's why I thought you guys would think he's good, too. 
Okay. All right. Well, no, that's a that's a good take, and thank you for that, Daniel. Do you have anything to add? To Don't this disagree with me. <laughs> Can we just move on? We've talked about Tracy much for an hour. Answer the question. Come on. <laughs> Is there any? Pro- I am curious, though, Daniel, because huh? that's pretty much everybody as far as like the main main squad of people. Are you talking about uh, Remo? Christian Spale? No, no, no. The the guy who played Enzo. Oh, uh, Remo Garone. Yeah. Enzo Ferrari. Yeah. He's. He feels like an icon. Thank you. Okay, good. I know I just made Randy's point, but he feels great. <laughs> he feels like he just walked out of the Godfather. <laughs> he, does. Really, he does. <laughs> he d- really does. I'm I'm up on him too. Okay, good. Uh, That's great. I love this. Is there something? Is there any discrepancy between any performance here, Daniel, that you have to share? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Randy, I, I can hold him off if you say you don't like something. It's okay. I'll defend you. I will hear to. I will listen to. No, I will hear wrong opinions. You won't listen to them. I won't listen to them. No, I don't think that per se. But I, I think that I wish I had got more of Molly's character because I enjoyed her performance so much. I, I agree. Loved her That's support, fine. Supporting Ken Miles. Ooh, I'm sweating. I'm nervous. Oh my. <laughs> Randy's looking with hungry we can, eyes. Let's get all the negatives out now. <laughs> we we talked about on the, we like talked about it oh, on the I, show before. I do, I do have one negative. Oh, okay, okay. join. This, this is my been... only negative about. You this wish it was movie. longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think I think this movie is like the amount of time it's given, perfect. And so you're giving it the big old. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's different. That's a different thing. Do you think it's perfectly paced? No. Do you think it's perfectly paced, Randy? Yes or no? My only. <laughs> he gives it the big peepee. No, he didn't say yes. <laughs> My only thing I don't like about the movie is the only thing. Because you hate me for this. What is it? I found out the glasses that Ken Miles wears throughout the entire movie. They're like Ray-Ban 480s. But they weren't made until 1967. <laughs> <laughs> that's it? Yep, that's, that's what you didn't thing. like? That's the only thing. The I was Ray-Bans? Like, <laughs> it was the Ray-Bans for God, it's like 1967, they were made. This film takes place in 1966, right. or ends in 1966, probably. Okay, well, you got me there. Yeah. Uh, my what negative like? revolves around <laughs> one of the, like, the omissions, where it's like, yes, this movie is fairly long, but the, <laughs> the whole point of the Mons race is that it's two racers. And for the life of me, I cannot tell you who the race mate is yep. of Ken Miles. I know Ken Miles is like the, the, the historical figure where he was the one leading the charge. But it's a 24-hour race with two people. And mm-hmm. we barely get any mention of the other driver. And I'm not talking about the other people in Cars 2 and 3 in the race of that Ford has representing them. I'm talking about the person who tags in and tags out for Christian Bale. It it's already pretty stuffed as far as characters go and runtime, so I I don't have a solution as how to mm-hmm. fit him in, but maybe cut down like there there's a different version of this movie where it's Carol Shelby's a, a side supporting character in the movies about the two of them because I'm sure he did just as much prep work and practice and was deserving of being there as well even though Ken Miles was like the MVP it's still nice to see the other person who's driving the car mm-hmm. along with him so. With that being said, I feel like historically, there's always something with biopics that kind right. of tweaks me the wrong way, and that you don't like to be tweaked. Well, I understand. Uh, What's your <laughs> negative? Because it might be my my only other negative. <laughs> this movie's too damn long. It's oh my too, word! Are you serious? Negative. No, hold yes. on. I don't think it's too long. I think the pacing <laughs> the is pacing's a problem. The pacing's rough. The pacing's second, rough. The I, don't want it, I don't want it cut. There's because again, like I said earlier. 
all this if I watch the scenes in different spots, there's no bad scene in the movie. There's no, no part where I'm like, not... oh geez, like this is a two hour and forty five minute movie where I can feel So like, what is wrong with the pacing? The pacing of where like how it the movie flows together after rewatch and rewatch where you you start to feel the runtime more. Not that I'm watching the movie and I'm like, oh, I don't like what's happening. I like all the scenes. And Daniel, if you is have it, more to add on that, go No, right I ahead. just think that the good scenes, it, yeah, I don't think there's any scenes that are misplaced or bad necessarily, but I feel like it's stretched out too long in the second act. I feel like the middle is where I'm thinking it's snore V, stay wakey. <laughs> what? I've been keeping out in my back pocket. Snore V, stay wakey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Explain yourself, please. I'm bored. Explain. Half. Like, so you're really, really bored. No, in what the second half, about? I think that the first third is great. Mm-hmm. I think it sets up the character's incredibly well yeah uh i think the last third act of the whole race is steals the it, show it, for me it really is yeah it's, it's one perfect. of the best endings in a movie and but yeah, especially like rewatching racing. it now the middle of it i'm just waiting for that third act and yeah. i'm kind of like all right you know yeah. it's fine it's good but i'm just okay, kind so, of looking at the clock like okay when's it gonna get to the race because yeah. that's when i came here to see so so okay I'm a little bit then that's different no it's, it's because of the race that you don't like the other one by comparison that makes it look no. duller. No, it's just boring. Okay, what's boring about it? Tell me. We're, I am bored by it. By <laughs> what scene specifically so are you bored? I don't I, have the second I'm mark. I'm not bored with it. My <laughs> take I. is I'm never bored while watching this movie. But there is an element of like you could have I again, it's not the runtime. You could have put things either in a different order or have shown the characters be it's it's a hard it's an ambitious choice they make to show that scene i really like where christian bale is not overseas racing in Le Mans, and it's leading up to that point where i'm like i get all these things need to happen because you have to explain the context of hey ken miles was screwed out this time and then he gets the redemption of going back to Le Mans or going to Le Mans for the first time excuse me and then you know winning out and it's the first win mm-hmm. for Ford and it's fantastic and that's the way the movie need it needs mm-hmm. to play out that way it's just when you have time jumps i'm it's hard to digest that on rewatches over and over again where it doesn't hit the same as it did the first time where the first time you're disappointed for Christian Bale the second and third time i'm like i just i want there to be, a, the, a, there's a quickness to the first act, and obviously the third act is a literal race. Mm-hmm. There's the, the very distinct switch between the waiting, the disappointment, and the build-up again, where it just feels like it runs either a little bit too long, or the scenes are drawn out, or not drawn out enough. You could have, I feel like, combined a few things together, mm-hmm. because as soon as they make the deal with Shelby takes Ford Jr. in the car, and he convinces him, and he says, hey you need to let me pick this guy. You need to let Ken Miles drive. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay. And he puts his career on the line. He says, hey, if he wins at this other, the other Daytona race, he gets to race in Le Mans. Okay. And so that whole sequence is when the movie finally you know, picks back up again because it leads from that directly into um, the bigger race. So it's not that anything was bad. I'm not saying the movie's <laughs> bad or anything. I'm just saying that... When you have, I don't think this movie should be any shorter. I just think that certain things could be put in out of order, or you could have taken one scene and stretched it a little bit more and cut out a different scene. That's all I'm saying. See, okay, I respect your opinion. (laughs) I do not respect Daniel's. (laughs) You supported it. You gave good reason why you like had your opinion. 
Daniel did not. He just said it's boring. It's almost like <laughs> movies are subjective. Oh my, are they? <laughs> almost like that. I don't know. Randy, oh did, he, Randy did have a whole soliloquy on <laughs> Henry on Ford Tracy Jr. West performance, and uh, you came back with what was it? Sleepy be wakey. Oh no, it was a uh, snorvy stay wakey. Snorvy stay wakey. I think that there's not. I think the only emotional core of this movie is the relationship between Ken and his son. What? And his wife. And his wife. Whoa, yes. whoa, 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 whoa. Randy, whoa. can I finish my point no. really quickly, please? <laughs> Thank you. And I, I appreciate those scenes this between his son. To bust your chops today. <laughs> he always does. I really love the scenes between Ken and his son. I think that's great. I don't find much emotionally. I'm not that emotionally invested. And Matt Damon's character and his story, which is fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. It, you yeah. can't have that in every character in every movie. I don't need a feel for every single moment. But when those when the movie's two and a half hours, like I said, and you only have two to three scenes with Ken and his son, which really get me most emotionally invested in the characters, I'm a little bored. Case closed. Move on. I I appreciate you giving some very flimsy well, support. Thank you, Randy. I live for your <laughs> approval. <laughs> but okay, how do you only draw emotion from those scenes? I said case closed. We move on. Thank you. But like I said, we, case closed. Move on. We uh, could stay here all day. I don't think any of us dislike the movie. No, I, never, I don't. I never thought that the most loved movie, as far as the critics and audience score goes, that we've ever talked about on the show, would cause so much discourse between you guys. I don't dislike this movie at all. I know. I try to let you funny. have your wrong opinion. How's that? I think you're almost talking him down at this point. He might give it lower bagels just to spite you, Randy. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> then you know what. I got to do <laughs> Okay, what we all really need to do is talk about the potent quotables in this movie. Because potent quotables. Oh, Randy, yes. I know you have a whole book I here do. of them. So you, so might, you, you might... have all of them. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah, take, like... take a guess and say, so go ahead and start, and if you want to pass me the you book. Guys, you guys should probably go first because I have a lot. So. No, Randy, I, I, go you, first. I, I want all you right. to start. And I... just pass the book. <laughs> I'll start. Okay, <laughs> okay, go ahead. It's around about right now. The uninitiated have a tendency to soil themselves. It's a great line. It's a perfect line. We call that nippy bloody thing. We call that the llama bite. I call that. <laughs> if this were a beauty pageant, we just lost upon seeing the Ferrari. <laughs> Christian's bail just wants to get fat and old and trim the roses and eat pork pies, which is my life goal too. <laughs> I, there's a great. We talked about great scenes in this movie when Ken Miles is introduced. There's a regulation discrepancy over the trunk of his car and he has to <laughs> beat it down yes. and he's just beating down his trunk to get it to fit a certain size and everything and then he looks at the guy i think his name is phil or something like bob that. bob bill bill, bill happy and he's just like happy bill <laughs> it's it's very good christian bale line yes James Bond doesn't drive a Ford. James Bond is a degenerate. <laughs> I've never heard James Bond being called a degenerate before. <laughs> In the next picture, he's hero. just like, see? <laughs> uh, he thought you was just finer than Frog Fur. What? <laughs> he thought you were just finer than Frog Fur. Frog Fur, that's Frog is that what he, I thought he said Fox Fur. It was Frog Fur? Frog Fur, that's why that's it's great. funny. Frog Fur Ferrari? Frog Fur Ferrari, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, gee. I hate the show. <laughs> <laughs> You've got 
quite a potent quotable theory. <laughs> That's just the script, Randy. You can't just bring the script to the movie. Uh, I like his song that he sings after that movie. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. You know I am. I'm sure I am. I'm H-A-P-P-Y. Do you sing that every time Tracy Less is on the screen, Randy? <laughs> John Bernthal's character goes to Ferrari gets a message from Ferrari, brings it back to Ford, and he mentions it to him, and he says that, hey, you're not Henry Ford, you're Henry, Henry Ford, Ford II. Second. Oh, that's a gut punch. There's a lot of just, like, it's it's such a, and I, again, I mean this in the best of ways, it's such a dad movie, where you have, like, this very specific flavor of zingers that aren't, like, completely demoralizing, mm-hmm. but they're pretty constant throughout the movie of one guys trying to, like, one-up each other verbally, so it makes it all the much sweeter when Christian Bale and Matt Damon just get into a fist fight. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. Like, it's shown and it's yeah. played to be comedic and ridiculous because mm-hmm. they're friends. They're not really trying to hurt each other, but they are. And they're just rolling around in their front lawn. And she, the wife, like, picks up a chair and just watches them. And it's just like it's entertainment yeah. to her. And it is. It's entertaining because you have all these suits and stuff and all these guys like with Southern Charm talking around each other. You get a lot of flavorful quotes. So it's just nice to just see a good old sucker punch like, you know, <laughs> towards the end of the first act of the movie. I will point out, you can cut this out, we never actually talked about Christian Bale's performance. Oh! <laughs> no, we didn't! I, w- did we? I was waiting on it and that's why I said we haven't gotten to Christian Bale and you guys just kept talking about something else. But uh, Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Do <laughs> we want to or is it too? I think we're both think all... We're we're all positive. Oh, yeah, we're all, yeah, we're all positive. I'm so. curious. This will be the, the part of the episode when I look up the Academy Awards for that year uh, and see who he was up against. Because I know he was like nominated for this movie. We can talk about the whole awards now along with Christian Bale really quickly before we get into the, the tail end of things here. Mm-hmm. Oh, he wasn't nominated. Was he not? No. Uh, he, he was nominated for Golden Globe. That, okay, my bad. That's what it was. Which, again, Oscar. is not as prestigious, I guess. Which, they're all not. It's all made up. <laughs> uh, that's right. This was the Joaquin Phoenix here in The Joker. <laughs> hey, can you do me a favor? Yeah. <laughs> when Christian Bale goes out to accept that award, can you call him The Joker? No. Okay. Wasn't nominated for cinematography, which I feel like is a disservice. Even though 1917 won that year... I'm still, I still think this should have some credit given to the cinematography, especially with the race sequences. They're shot in these beautiful wide shots yes. the whole time. You understand the entire like choreography of where everything's at. Everybody's pointing at each other. <laughs> Do you know who does the cinematography for this yes, movie? Thank you. Thank you. I don't. I didn't look it up, honestly. They have done, he has done another movie called Your Cool <laughs> That's right. I did look this up this months ago. Fendin when I did Papa my Michael. Is that his name? When he, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I blanked on this because I did my yearly Cool Runnings rewatch like five months ago, and I did a deep dive this time because of the show. Like, okay, I need to see everybody's like filmography for a minute here. Yes, favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, so I had to bring it up. Yeah, uh, Fendin. Papa, My- Papa-, Michael. Papa Michael. That's right. Papa Michael. <laughs> yeah. He's Greek, so I'm probably mispronouncing his name. He also did Trial of Sh- Chicago 7 and yeah. Downsizing. Yeah, he did Downsizing. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. The movie we both we need wanted to do. To do. A, we need to do a miniseries on Papa Michael here. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad? Yeah. 
Uh, what did it get nominated for? Now I'm, I keep scrolling through the nominees here, and I'm not seeing anything. I guess it doesn't. It did win uh, film editing, mm-hmm. which is odd because we kind of harped on it for being not the most perfectly paced movie. Mm-hmm. But because it's too long, as far as like <laughs> editing, like stringing things together goes, and like cuts and stuff like that, like there's uh-huh. nothing anything. There's nothing jarring. This isn't a Bohemian Rhapsody Oof. mess of a, of an editing show. If you don't know about that, you can just do a little YouTube search of bad editing. It's in in uh. If you don't like. I again, I'm not an expert on any of these things at all. But if you want like a bad example and something you can immediately tell is a bad example, as someone who you know ne- has never given it a thought before, and mm-hmm. you're wondering what we're talking about, if you look up Bohemian Rhapsody bad editing, bad editing on YouTube, it there's a few scenes in there that come up with millions of views, <laughs> and it's very obvious. It's you will be terrible. able to tell, and it, once you notice it and you see it. You won't be able to stop, and you'll start picking it up out of other movies. Um, final thoughts, Bagels, Rewatchable Scale, and Ranking Damon's Movies. I think we're all fairly positive. I know you guys were having your little beef here, your little love beef here love beef. Yes. on this movie. But you know what? I'm, I'm pretty positive on Ford v. Bagel. This is a, like I said, this is a what's the mood. Mm. It, again, in, a, in the best of ways, I know the rewatchable scale is a very fluid scale. It starts out with seek it out, watch with friends, if it's on, what's the mood, and stab my eyes. Mm-hmm. So this one, you would think, hey, that's number four on the list. So he's giving it a low rating. No, I'm just saying it's what's the mood because it is a longer movie. It's closer to three hours than it is two. It's very close. It's like flirting with three hours. It's like seven minutes outside of three hours. It's flirting like Ken and his wife. And they yeah. Really... <laughs> it's pretty steamy with the, the runtime. Yes, but... Again, it's a very much a racing movie, and that, to me, just strikes a particular mood, and mm-hmm. it's a wonderful racing movie, and it's a story about the humans behind the wheel, and I love it. So, Randy? I can agree out. with you, but I want to say Seek It Out, sure. in that I think everybody should watch this yes, at least once. it's a very clean family so, movie, too. Mm-hmm. Watch it mm-hmm. once, then based on that, watch it again, mm-hmm. based on that, watch it again, and do it again. <laughs> You'd seek it out multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times, and then based on your opinion. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. Stab my eyes <laughs> just to spite Randy. Just to spite Randy. <laughs> no. It's no, what's no, the no. mood. <laughs> oh, no, he's charging at me. No, it's definitely what's the mood. Okay. Yeah, thousand percent. Sorry, I knocked your table over. No, you're fine. <laughs> if it's on was another one that I was considering just because of all the great scenes like we talked about, but as far as a movie goes, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. All positive bagels. Bagels. You guys start. Eight point five. It's really good. Really well, Daniel has to go ten. first. You're gonna give it a ten? No, you give it. no, we gotta knock it down for the Ray Vans. <laughs> Ray Vans <laughs> knocks it off a ten, but then you have a solid what do we say, twenty two percent for Burnthal? Is this yeah. over a ten for you, Randy? Can we do that? It's your turn, Daniel. I'm gonna give it a six point eight. Wow. That's lower than I. It's lower than I like I it. it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's a good gauge for like it's movies. Fine. We we've been talking about giving movies lower scores, and I'm I'm I commend your bravery, sir. I do genuinely <laughs> give it an eight point five. I genuinely give it a nine. Okay, there we go. A just a nine. I thought oh, I thought it'd be much I higher wanna, than that. I'm not gonna use my anger at you to bump this up. Okay, <laughs> no, unlike I, you, I Randy is a professional. I thought you were like a nine-seven. You, however, bumped it down strictly despite me. I did not. <laughs> yes, I came in did. here. I came in here with a six point six. I'll have you know, and you guys topped me up point two. Wow. Point two. <laughs> wow. Was it us or was it Burnthal? 
burn ball. <laughs> it's always burn ball. That needs more than just a point two. And well, to, I don't have my calculator to with me. Not run. Let this episode run away with us, uh, a la Ford B. Ferrari's runtime. We <laughs> need to talk about ranking Damon's movies. Okay, so last week, never remember, but I'm pretty sure it was Departed, True, True Departed. Grit, Goodwill Hunting, or Goodwill Hunting, True Grit. Um, I don't know because I wasn't invited in the True Grit episode. No, you. We talked. What? We talked about the, the oh, Bagel oh, Zoo. Right, the right. Bagel Zoo. Sorry. We bought Bagel Zoo. We Daniel. bought <laughs> that stand. Huh? Where does the Bagel Zoo stand? That's at the bottom. It's Where, at the bottom. It's at the firmly at yeah. the bottom. Brothers Grimm. It's above that. Wow. Then Born Identity. Right. Born Identity, yeah. Then, then it was. I. This is where it's gonna get a little dicey. We were very close. So we've got basically four contenders. We've four got, Four V Ferrari. Sure, we're stretching it now. We got Departed. I think was at number one for context. We'll just say Trigger. It was two. Good while Hunting, and then it was Born. This is definitely above Born for sure. Yes. Yes. And now, just based strictly off of Bagels, mm-hmm. would you not put it above Good while Hunting? Then no, 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 no. You okay. can't put this above Good while Hunting. I think this is a movie. I think movie wise, is there's. League's better performances in Good Will Hunting with Robin and Matt. And it's better Matt performance movie. You got the Bagel Born. Mm-hmm. I think this is a better movie. I'm contending for it to be Departed. Still at number one. I I will pull it down eventually. Can we pull it down now? Because I'm tired of seeing it. No. No. Yeah, we, we can won't. do a little switch. We can do no. True Grit number one. No, we won't. <laughs> okay, Have you ever seen Departed, Randy? No, I say okay, there Bagel, we Zoo. Hey, Bagel Zoo should be on top of Departed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is a wild show. Okay, so Departed number one. Trigger at two, Ford v Ferrari three, Goodwill Hunting four, Born five, Brothers Grimm six, We Bought a Zoo seven. Are you okay with that? I, I know. I'm shocked. Change. No, I'm shocked. I thought you like. I thought you would like Goodwill Hunting more than this. I thought I would too. But after rewatching this, I, I came to that conclusion where I'm like, I, this firmly is movies. We're mm. ranking Damon's yeah. movies, and like you kind of said earlier. Uh, about the Interstellar movie that he was in, I know you would fight for that higher, even though he's not in as right. much. I have to remove, and now it's been a few weeks. I have firmly removed the fact that Damon won the Bagelborn Award for Goodwill Hunting mm-hmm. on this list. I do think, even though we only have what one episode left in this mini series, that is going to be a <laughs> just a uh, we're gonna have a chat on the episode. We're gonna talk about the Last Duel, yes. the newest Matt Damon movie. And it is just going to be a, a a fireworks show of opinions. I'm trying to get that exactly right because I'm I'm not really happy. I'm just saying to end the episode, mm-hmm. we put him in that order, and we can walk away. So from Ford it for v now. Ferrari is number four, right now. Yes, or it's number three. I'm sorry. Number three. Okay. Departed, I... True Grit, Ford v Ferrari. But I like Ford being at forks. We can say four v Ferrari. That's that's comedy. Four v Ferrari. Yeah. Okay. No. We can do it now for comedy. And no. then next week, I'm just going to... It's going to be I'm a fight. I'm fighting to keep Departed number one. I know. Okay. It's not going to Here's my happen. question, though. How is part. it not going to happen? You're going to put Last Duel I, over Right it? now, I don't think that Departed is number one. I don't even think Departed's number two. Well, if I, I had my way, this is better than... Departed would be number three. <laughs> I don't think this is better than Goodwill Hunting, and I'm allowing it to be above Goodwill Hunting. That's fine. But you've allowed Departed to stay for a few weeks. Even when you weren't here, I, I respect I respect. It's the best you. movie on the list. That is not true. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. On I know. That's yes, what I'm that's saying. The fireworks. I know. We try- so... Stop the fireworks. We have one episode left. You can all listen to that exciting conclusion. What have you been watching 
Guys, really quickly, we have to end the episode. What have you been watching, Randy? No, what have I been watching this mostly? mostly Randy's been watching, watching Ford v Ferrari. Ferrari. Daniel, what have you been watching? Uh, I watched The Eternals, and I did not care for The Eternals. Wow, that is. Oh, I watched Shang Chi actually. Yeah, Shang Chi in the Legend like of the Ten I did, Rings. I like it. It was good. I highly recommend it. You go watch it if you like Marvel films. I finished Ted Lasso, and I also watched Eternals. That's it. <laughs> we talked about Eternals. I okay, a but uh, as far as TV shows go, Ted Lasso is wonderful. If you haven't watched it yet, it is worth the hype. It's pretty good. Pretty really good. good. Cool. Awesome. My new favorite show. <laughs> oh, oh, I've also started Silicon Valley. Finished season one. That's great. I've also started editing every possible episode of the show that I can <laughs> to get it out to you guys, and so that way we can somehow jump from the last duel and this Damon mini series that we all know is called Ford Bagel Ferrari. And we go right into all of the exciting spinoff episodes we have to end out the year, including a year in review, which everybody loves, a Spider-Man episode, yes. and what else do we have? A well, Christmas hold on, hold episode. On. After oh, Last oh, Duel, you can censor this out. Are we talking Cat in the Hat? We are! Yes! That's right. Okay. Yes! We don't have to censor that. We are talking Cat in the Hat, okay. that it's the host pick. And are we doing a commentary? We are, we are doing, doing an episode. We are doing a commentary. Yes! <laughs> we are doing a commentary <laughs> that can be synced up with one of the worst movies of all time that's still easily accessible on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. If not, you can rent it for like a dollar. And so if excited. you don't own it, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm so excited. So yeah, after the Matt Damon miniseries, we are doing a commentary episode on Cat and Matt. <laughs> Is this audio commentary? Audio. Audio. Yes. Okay, audio. Cool. Yeah. No, Coo-coo. we don't show our faces. Okay. Well, I wanted to see his face when he watched Cat and Matt for the first time. It would be pretty funny. <laughs> Just take pictures and post them somewhere. <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for listening to the show. Yes, thank you. Don't forget about the giveaways. Thank you, Randy, for coming on again. Uh, thank you, Randy. was good. Verbally spanking Daniel, even though I didn't agree with all your points. <laughs> it was just wonderful to listen to. Yeah. I, I mean, Daniel's all, just yeah. wrong, so it's pretty easy to spank him. <laughs> I am always wrong. And you know what you always do have, though? You have a very, very blessed blart and, and a bl- very blessed fart, dare I say. Is that true? I concur. Bless your farts and bless your blights. <laughs>